0: Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Severs and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us, uh, Pastor Corey. It's good to be with you. Uh, as as people can probably see if they're if they're watching this online, we have a guest with us, special guest uh, John Batchelder from Ross Point Camp. So welcome, John. It's good to have you with us. Uh, yeah, Pastor Corey, what what are we doing here with John today?
1: Well, John is a good friend and the executive director, director up at Ross Point uh, Camp in Post Falls, Idaho. And we have a, a great relationship with that camp. send uh, youth and adults up there for camps and retreats. And we, um, we wanted to check in with John and do an interview and, and see what's going on up there at Ross Point with COVID-19 and reopening and summer camps. So we thought the best way to do it would be to have John on the show and just ask him what's going on. So, John, uh, good morning and welcome. And and uh, how are you doing?
2: We're doing pretty well. It's been really quiet here. I bet. Yeah. You talk. Uh, you know, I, I know it's that way at churches too. But the whole point of of camp ministry is to bring people together. And when we're not able to bring people together, that means that we just haven't had anybody here since March. And so We're encouraged by the way that uh, Idaho is rebounding, and they call it a Rebound Idaho. And our governor has issued stages of reopening. And we are now in a second stage, which goes for another couple of days, and then we'll move into third stage. And then by mid-June, we anticipate being done with uh, any kind of formal governmental restrictions. And so that's kind of exciting for us And that's what we're working on as far as how we plan to operate camp certainly we want to do what is safe for everyone and we're monitoring and working closely with the panhandle health department which has the 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 close guidelines for us there are some national guidelines but the national guidelines always say deal with your local health department and that's who we're working with and making sure that we're current with what uh, what they want from us and so by June 15th, as long as the stages continue to progress, Idaho will be out of those restrictions. And so that's encouraged for us as we prepare for summer.
1: And for youth summer camps, that's when, about when the youth summer camps are planning to start this year. Is that right, June 15th? or? I don't have the schedule memorized.
2: That's on the schedule. Um, Yeah, June fourteenth was the first day, and we have sent around notices to parents and campers that we're going to be moving our camps into uh, July this year because of uh, because of the timing of everything. Initially, it was because of schools not getting out, and then because of restrictions for travel and group size. Um, So now we've moved them into. july so our plan is that beginning the 12th of july we'll do a combined junior high and senior high camp and then the following week the 19th through uh, the 22nd or 24th it's going to be the combined camp of junior and middlers those two have been combined for years and so that will be nothing new but the uh, junior and senior high we're expecting because of timing and just uh, conditions of life that there won't be as many campus mm-hmm. registered as previous years so we decided to move them to the same week since we had one week open we'll just make it uh, happen all that same time
1: cool so parents and youth who want more information i think the website is rustpoint.org to see that new schedule is that right is
2: yes it's on there yeah. um and there's some information about some generalities about what we're doing Uh, you know, we say we're we're going to increase our sanitizing. Well, what does that mean? If you wanted to know, you could talk to us directly. But we have been working with uh, primarily Pam Handel Health Department who gets their regulations from the CDC. They're they're guidelines, they're not regulations. So they get their guidelines and we're following those guidelines. And then we're also part of uh, the American Camp Association uh, national organization and we're members of Christian Camp and Conference Association, and we're members of two other specific camp organizations. And all of these organizations are working really diligently to do the best thing for for people who are coming to camp, for the ministry, but uh, for the safety. We talk all the time about campers have to be safe. So like when we do activities, we do the ropes course, we make sure their harnesses and and helmets, they all fit because we want to keep them physically safe but just as important is we need to keep them um, emotionally safe as well. So we want people to know that we're doing just all of the things that we can do to keep people safe physically, particularly um, as regard to spreading of, of diseases. So those are things that we're working on. The ACA just came out um, this week with a thorough, thorough rendition of how do the regulations and recommendations from uh, our government and our, our CDC and our health departments, how can we apply those at camp? And it's called um, Field Guide for Camp Operations. And it's about 30 pages on, okay, so you have a camp store. Okay, we got a camp store. So what are some things that you can do in your camp store to make that safe for people? So um, and, in some ways, it'd be a lot like a drive-through instead of having people come into the store and everybody touching everything, we'll have a couple people in there who will say, what would you like? And they'll go Mm -hmm. get it for them and then bring it out to them. Um, So that's just one example of the many things that this uh, field guide for camps is talking about. And it's covering activities, it's covering meal service. And for us, meal service is a, a, a big deal. And we have for years spent time, with family-style meals because of the interaction that gives. Well, that, that can be a challenge now. And though all the restrictions will be off by the time our campers are here, we still plan to uh, limit the number of tables that we have in our dining room. And normally we put eight or nine at a table, we'll probably go down to six at a table, just to spread out a little bit more. The other thing that we're gonna do is, uh, we're gonna move to a serving line. We'll have our staff, actually serve people as they come through and so there won't be any passing of dishes uh, anything like that we'll have a staff member who does all the drink dispensing and things like that Um, we're going to really miss our open salad bar but we're going to do away with that for a while and we'll prepare a group salad so it'll be a caesar salad one meal and a, a garden salad another meal and maybe a you know three bean salad another meal and we will serve those out so people will come by and any condiments that we have things like salt and pepper ketchup those will all be individual packets there won't be shakers at the table that everybody touches so those are the kind of things that we're talking about to do to minimize the transfer and then of course we're just really really increasing the ability for uh, hand washing and sanitizing we're putting new dispensers in different places and have processes to make those used and of course sanitizer is important, but actually washing hands is more important. So we want to make sure that people are regularly washing hands and that'll just be one of the responsibilities of all the adults who are here with campers.
1: Wow, it sounds like uh, you're working through all kinds of details there and um, super important. Uh, Tim, do you have any follow-up questions on that? Uh, You send your kids to camp. uh. I do send my kids to camp.
2: (laughs)
0: I look forward to sending my kids to camp every year. <laughs> no, they love they love camp, and I love camp. And uh, I, I'm I'm sad about the salad bar because that's one of my favorite parts about the meal. But I know someday there's hope it'll come back. <laughs> um, that's, the I, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. So I guess from my perspective, Corey, I'd just say I really appreciate how everything that they're doing up at camp to make sure that our kids are safe when they're there and that they still have a great experience. They still get to learn about Jesus. Uh, they still get to have the camp experience, even though it's going to look and feel a little bit differently. I think that's, that's, uh, that's crucial is that they still get to do it. Camp isn't gone. Um, it's, it's, it's happening. And uh, I know they're looking forward to it. And, and I know that you guys up at camp are all looking forward To it too, I imagine. Since you're all lonely up there right now, that you're you're looking forward to the to the company and the smiles and the joy and the and what camp is all about. Of course, sharing the love of God with those kids and getting them connected to Jesus. So, uh, thank you for all you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. One of one of the things we have talked about Mm -hmm. is what um what I guess I have two places I want to go. One is what effect has has the the COVID-19 shutdown had on camp and then to follow that up then how can we be praying for you and supporting you in the coming uh weeks and months so I don't know John if you can speak to those two things that'd be great
2: <clears throat> we're um we have been so blessed over the years as a as a ministry Camps when I first came to Ross Point, there were over 100 different American Baptist camps, and we're down to about 60 now, and that's just in 20 years. And so Ross Point has been tremendously blessed, um, and so we're in a, a good position, but this has been a very challenging time. Um, I was just going through our financial numbers. Because we don't have groups here, groups represent over 90% of our revenue for the year. and we just passed with canceled groups and most of the groups that have canceled have moved to next year so they will be back but that means there's no income coming in so we've just passed four hundred and sixty thousand dollars of lost revenue for the year and obviously that's not all profit but that is a huge chunk of what we use to make camp continue to happen so just Knowing that knowing that the position that we're in um, helps people, people pray for us. That's a huge deal. And then God would move some different people's hearts that some people have the ability to help us out financially and are doing so. In fact, we're in the middle right now of a, I think you're familiar with the Giving Tuesday thing that happens in uh, the end of the year every year for a number of years. Well, there's an organization that's put together, a, it's called Giving Tuesday Now. And although it's giving Tuesday, it runs through next um, next week, the 26th, that gifts that are given to Ross Point have the potential to be matched up to 100%. Wow. So that is a huge deal. And it started on the uh, 5th of May, and so they're running it for about a three-week period. So any gift given to Ross Point, and there's a specific um, um there's a, uh, URL that you go to in order to get there. And if anybody was interested, um, you know, contact our office and we'll send you that specific We
1: window. We, we can share that on our page too. I think we can find it. So
2: okay. go ahead. Yeah. I'll send it to you. But okay. To go there. And just, I mean, and it's kind of fun cause we're a little, little place up in North Idaho and they've, uh, totals are over a million and a half dollars given to about, um, I think it's almost five or 600 different organizations. And currently we rank number two for the most money given. And so people have donated uh, $30,000 over the last two half weeks. And there's a potential for that to be doubled um, after the end of next week. So that's one way that can really help us out right now. Did that get to both your questions, Tim?
0: Yeah, I I think so. That, that covered both. And, you know, of course, you know, giving any extra giving that people can do, the praying is huge because we we believe in a God who is who is powerful and mighty and who can uh, change the world and, and 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 make sure that we have the tools that we need to do the ministry he's called us to do. Um, I would add, I guess, that sending kids to camp is a good way to support the camp. <laughs> and, oh yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, you know, there there is a cost associated with that. We love sending kids to camp. Uh, from the Palouse area. And we send, um, I think, more than 40 a year from our area up to Ross Point that we support. And we have funds to help send them there if they can't afford it. Um, So that's a part of our ministry here at our church. We want to make sure that kids have that experience. They have the opportunity to meet Jesus at camp. So uh, we'll be, you know, trying to get our kids up there, (laughs) just like we always do. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: and as far as... uh registering for camps, that hasn't changed, right? Uh, the dates have changed, there's processes changed, but if you wanna learn more about camp, register for camp, what would a, what would a parent uh, or guardian do if they're watching this?
2: Right on the, the homepage is something that says something like register now or sign up for camp. And you just click on that, it's gonna take you through the process. We have a, a early registration deadline and we've extended that till the end of May. And the one thing that you want parents to know is anything that you pay registration-wise or full fee is fully refundable. If your child becomes sick the day before camp, you know, keep your child home because your child needs to be safe at home. And But we're going to refund 100% of whatever you've done. So don't let that consideration um, stop you from registering for camp.
1: That's, that's good to know. And a a good policy, you know, uh, I grew up as a kid going to Ross point camp and it, it kind of hurts the heart a little bit to hear, Oh, no family style, you know, but we're going through the same thing at church, like thinking through all these little things that like, okay, just to make people feel safe, but also to decrease the, the risk of potential infection. Um, some little things here and there have to change. And, uh, yeah i, I uh, how, how's it been processing those decisions? Um, just thinking through that um.
2: We go through a lot of the you know the specifics, the details. how can you make this happen? how can you make that happen? But still so much of it comes down to uh, you know personal care. We need to be responsible, we need to practice good hygiene um, if we're sick, if staff, if the staff is sick, we need to stay away. We'll be doing the um, recommended temperature taking as campers arrive. We're probably going to try to have um, no more than one adult per one camper bring them in. So it's not four or five people dropping off one camper. We'd like that to be limited to one. That's one of the ACA recommendations. So we'll do some temperature taking uh, following that just to make sure that we, we do our part to help people keep safe. But People need to realize, too, that we've got a responsibility to uh, to do those right things, too. And part of the training for our staff this year will be to make sure children, campers, are you washing your hands? Go wash your hands. Wash your hands again. Do it again. Now go wash them once more to make sure that uh, that's going to be an important part of our stewardship for resources this year. Is, uh,
1: is Panhandle Health requiring... Uh... Masks or anything like that? Uh, Is that a recommendation or no?
2: Um, Not specifically. Um, Even within the food service department, we're probably, we have purchased masks for our staff who do the food service. So our staff cooking, preparing, cleaning, serving will be wearing masks. Um, that I, And a lot of this is just, you know, as of today, if things change significantly in a month, um, you know, some of them may change. But right now, that is our plan, that we'll have those people who are serving the food. They'll be obviously wearing gloves. We do that anyway. But then they'll be wearing gloves and masks do that. Although it's not going to be a requirement for campers to do that. That's another reason why it's really important that if campers are not well, that they stay home. Yeah. And heal and, and at home. Yeah. And we've been working with our camp nurse, too. She's been here for years and she's coming and she's gone through these uh, the material that I've gotten. I've passed on to her. And so we're working on working on things from the healthcare side of things, too, to make them um, just as safe as possible for everyone. And our policy has been before since camp is only a week, if if a child gets uh, noticeably sick, our policy has always been to send them home. Because it's just not there's not enough time here for them to be sick for two or three days and then get back into stuff, so we've already had that policy in place that if a child is is sick more than just uh, an overnight, then um, we do send the children home and we'll continue to do that for their safety and everyone else's.
1: A couple more areas that I'm sure you guys have thought through, uh, I I, and I think I've read something about this in one of your emails or something, but cabins and then games for youth which is a big thing right and i guess that the the free time activities too might be related to the games the the outdoor type activities so uh, what are you thinking in those areas Uh,
2: our cabins normally have uh, 12 and we're going to uh, reduce that to um, seven campers per cabin and then the two staff that would be in there um, we'll have sanitizing spray in all the cabins. One of the first practical things we want to do is uh, every time anyone enters a cabin, the very first thing they do is go into the bathroom and wash their hands. And so that's one of the recommendations from the camp associations that we're working with. And then we're doing things with, um say like the miniature golf. Um, we're gonna put together uh, a little dunking tube. So that um, the golf clubs can be dunked thoroughly, completely in a, a cleaning solution, and then they'll put in a rack to dry, which is outside, and then they'll air dry. And we'll put all the golf balls in a, a, a liquid sanitizing solution. So you you want a golf ball, you yeah. it's like bobbing for apples, except do it with you. Be- When you're done with the golf ball, it goes back into the sanitizing solution. We'll change that stuff up every day. And those are the kind of things that we're going to do. On a climbing wall, we have six climbs. And one of the things that is coming out is that the virus doesn't last very long outside. Um, Some say as few as 90 seconds. Others say, you know, it's a couple hours. But either one of those, what that is, is that if we only do that climbing wall activity every day, we're going to alternate the routes. So we have six routes. We'll have three open one day and three open the next day. We'll have sanitizer up there so people can sanitize before they climb and after they climb. And so those are the kind of things that we're you're talking about doing.
1: Cool. And, you know, a lot that I've read is out, outdoor activities are good, right? And the infection rates are very, very low outdoors as far as they can tell. And uh, a big part of camp is being outdoors right we're going
2: to encourage encourage our directors to spend as much time outside and even though you know we talked about the dining room maybe we're going to walk through that serving line and just ask people to go out and sit outside even to eat you know we do that one or two meals a week anyway so we'll have that opportunity to do that more and outdoors really is such a thing and and when you talk about scriptural point of view that says the heavens declare the glory of god the earth proclaims the works of his hands. Well let's spend as much time out in the works of his hands as we can. And I know the directors are working on that too. You asked about some other activities. So we're gonna focus on activities that are yes, they're group but they're not tight. So we might we might do um thinking some examples, soccer instead of rugby, because we don't want scrums going along. You know, so we're going to try to format, well, what activities do we do this year that, yeah, there's going to be some proximity, but it's not a sustained time in close proximity.
1: That's good. Well, I appreciate all the leadership you provide up there at Ross Point Camp, and it is a, a safe and healthy place for our kids. And just thank you for all you and your staff are doing. So well, you welcome. Uh, anything else you want to share with us, John or Tim? you have any other questions? No. Yeah. Anything else, John, do uh, you want to share about the camp or anything?
2: Oh, we're really looking forward to, uh, to having folks here and looking Good. forward to the, I mean, that's, that's why we exist. We exist to, yeah. to gather people together and to, uh, to encourage them to know Jesus for the first time and encourage them to grow in their walk and their faith in Christ. So we're looking forward to being able to do that again actively here in the next month and a half.
1: Most important question for last, and it's easy. Will all the cookies still be available during camp? Yes. So this is not affected. How, no. how, how many cookies Harriet will make? Um, no. the, cook, the cookies will still be available.
2: You know, she's been uh, tagged by a couple of groups to uh, make cookies and send them out as prizes for different things that they're doing right now.
1: So, that uh, sounds like a great idea. I would like a
2: prize. <laughs> yeah, so you might want to put together some kind of, some kind of something there at the church, and the winner gets cookies from camp.
1: Oh, got to figure out a way for me to win, though. That's the trick. So, uh, <laughs> well, wow. Okay, Th- that was probably that, the most important question I had was the cookie thing. So.
2: Yeah. Nope. They'll be here. They'll be ready. <laughs> okay. Thanks, John. Thank you, guys.
1: Yeah, Tim. You want to sign us out?
2: I will. So
1: uh,
0: thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey coming to you from our Zoom studios in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington, and we hope you have a blessed week. Thanks for watching.